A little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, who's... Tony, are you doing the this or that? You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. No planning at all. Mm-hmm. No planning. This will be the first episode in a long time. We don't have a fucking clue what we're going to talk about. Yeah. One thing I do want to talk about before we get started. Today we are most likely, which I say most likely, seriously, because I don't know for sure how it's going to go. We're most likely going to talk about this or that, where we throw out two ideas and we, discern, we decide which one we think is most likely to happen. But before we do that, I want to take a second. Uh, we lost a close friend this week. And there was a time that I was like all over social media. And, you know, I had to tell everybody what was going on all the time. And, you know, there was a time in my life where that was the case. And I spent a lot of time thinking this week about, you know, what I would say. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, we're not very old. We're young people. And we recently lost a very close friend. I lost a very close friend. His name was Eric. And I don't want to get too far into it, but I think it's relevant because uh, not only did he impact me personally, but we talk a lot about, I talk a lot about how I would never have gotten into football if it wasn't for my wife. And that's true. But I remember sitting around talking with Eric at work about wanting to get into football more and wanting to understand more and being confused about there being 32 teams with hundreds of players. And he said, dude, you need to try fantasy football. No, no, no. You need to try fantasy football. Okay, fine. Finally, I tried fantasy football. I remember Arian Foster. I think I've told you this before. Arian Foster was the first pick I ever made in fantasy football. It was the first overall pick of the year, and it was an auto pick. I made the pick as I was pulling into my driveway because I was just a little bit too late. Anyway, the point of this is Eric was a man who, who will always be a part of my life. I think that you'll both remember him too. We knew him from a fantasy league together. Um, he showed me the ropes of my career. He taught me about fantasy football. He introduced me to that in, in ways that Melissa didn't, and not that she wouldn't have, um, but I think he might have been the straw that broke the back there. And after we separated from work, it was a very unique friendship. And in, in, there are not a lot of friends, you know, once you leave a workspace, that stick around. Corey and Daniel, we don't work together anymore. And I think... This show has helped hold us together. I think we are, we are all true lifelong friends now at this point. Eric was that way too. And it didn't take a podcast. It didn't take fantasy football. Eric was somebody who became a real friend. And I do think that our, our relationship was built around football. And I wanted to at least acknowledge it. Um, and I just want to ask everybody to reach out to a friend. Tell him you love him. Uh, I was lucky. I was very lucky to, have, to be able to say that Eric and I had a close enough relationship that he knew that I loved him very much. Um, and I wanted to leave it there. Just reach out to somebody. Tell them you love them. Don't take it for granted because at any given time, man, things change quickly. And we'll leave it at that. I don't want it to become a, a soapbox thing. So that's what I have well to say said. about that. Well said. This or that. Let's pick... Um, Daniel... I'm gonna let you. Um, I'm gonna let you pick on this or that first. You loved the idea. I hit the button as a joke before we got started here, and Daniel was like, "Oh, that would have been the best episode ever." 
Okay, well, here we go, Daniel. We have no, no preparation at all. So give me two different scenarios. They can be the same. They can be vastly different, related or not. And we'll, de- we'll debate which one's more likely and which one's less likely. Go ahead. Well, um, right off the top of my head, I am just thinking of just random possible stats outcome that could come through this year. And so I will say this or that. Number one, Justin Jefferson finished as the wide receiver one in all of football. So I guess fantasy related, okay. I guess I could say. St- statistically. Let's just say, st- yeah, st- fantasy because that comes out to statistics. Yeah. yeah. So it's this or Tom Brady finishes as the number one quarterback. Bing bong. I fucking love it. Statistically. 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 As in just pass yards, are we including rush yards and rush rush touchdowns? So let's say, you know, there's a combination, like a wide receiver, you know, not this past year because Cooper Cup just dominated everything, won the Triple Crown. But, you know, the year before, Devontae Adams was like second in receiving yards and first in receiving touchdowns and like third in catches. But everybody knew he was the number one. So we almost have to look at this through the lens of fantasy football. Yeah. I feel like we, yeah. I feel like it's required. Okay. That's fine. So yeah, because it's going to be hard with, with quarterbacks, you know, with the rushing capabilities, like then packing on the stats for rushing. So just overall outcome, fantasy football, Justin Jefferson finishes the wide receiver one. Tom Brady finishes as the quarterback one. Hmm. This or that. This or that. I'm going to go, I'll go ahead and go first. Olive Branch, Corey. Um, man, that's a tough one. You know, Tom Brady finished quarterback three, and he was the number three overall player last year in PPR scoring. Let's look real quick, just for the and sake of it. He was just voted by his NFL peers as the number one rated NFL player in the entire league. Justin Jefferson finished number four. I was already going to say Tom Brady, but now I feel even better about it. I think it's more likely that Tom Brady finishes number one quarterback than Justin Jefferson finishes number one wide receiver. And here's why. Because, okay, this is going to come off the rails really quickly. But when I think of, we just did fantasy drafts, right? We're still doing them. But Justin Jefferson wasn't my first, first, okay, that's, that's a bad argument. I'm going straight to the wrong argument there because Tom Brady was like the 15th option. So that's not the reason. Why do I think this is going to happen? Tom Brady has the support around him. He's got the right, the right players available. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to say what I'm thinking here. I'm going with my gut here. Why is Tom Brady more likely to finish as the QB1? Experience, uh, necessity, uh, the, I think his division is going to allow him to control the game better. I don't know if I can give a good reason. Corey, can you think of a single good reason, or do you, do you even agree with me? Um, I don't know. I think, obviously, it's going to be a high-powered offense in Tampa. He's going to be thrown for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, you would think. 
But part of me thinks maybe this is the year that he falls off a little bit. Um, okay. I'm, you're, what, you're, he, what, he, what he did last year was absolutely incredible st- statistically. But it's, you know, but he proves us wrong every time. You know, that's the hard thing. I, I just, you know, as far as finishing number one with Josh Allen up there, even Pat Mahomes is still there. I know everybody thinks the Chiefs are going to fall off again this year, but, you know, that that could make him elevate even more, you know. I, I think there's too much, too much in the way for Tom Brady to finish first, and part of me thinks he's going to fall down the list even further a little bit. Where with Justin Jefferson, I mean – at this point, we're talking about him as if he's one of the top two guys in the league, right next to Devontae Adams. So, I think I'm about ready to change to change my vote already. But Daniel, I want to ask you, uh, in regards to Leonard Fournette, do you think that he is a better running back or a worse running back than he was this time last year? That's a tough question. Yeah, so, you know, you have ob- obvious decline you know, and, and running backs and they don't last very long. And he's already a veteran. He's only 27. Uh, I mean, he's 27. Um, I feel like he was better last year. It, it, the last year was the best year we will ever have of Leonard Fournette. Do you, for ex- the rest for the rest of his career. So next question is, do you think Rashad white is good enough to make up for the difference in Fournette's regression? And then more, that's my question. It remains to be seen. I don't okay. really know. Um, I'm going to stick with Tom Brady then. I, I think I'm going to stick with Tom Brady. They, He's got a lot of things. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage. I mean, Julio Jones. Like, we're talking about some players here. And we all like Scotty Miller. He's now like the fourth or fifth option here. Um, I, I do think that Tom Brady does have real competition to get to the top. And now that we're having this conversation, I feel like an idiot for not having him in more fantasy leagues. Um, But yeah, the thing about Jamar Chase, I'm sorry, Justin Jefferson is Jamar Chase, right? Cooper Cup, Devontae, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill. I mean, we can see a lot of guys there going going first overall, and they're in better situations. Um, Man, that's actually a really good question. I'm going to say Brady will is more likely to finish better than Jefferson, but I could see being wrong on that. I don't have a good reason either way, and that's just all there is to it. I, I'm i taking Jefferson because I don't see a scenario where Brady finishes first, and I could see a scenario where Jefferson does. So I'm just yeah. I, I'm just out on Brady. Uh, I'm with Corey, not out on Brady, but I think the odds right. of Justin Jefferson finishing number one are by far and away bigger in my mind than Tom Brady finishing as the number one. It isn't the Minnesota typical run-first defensive team anymore. You know, Kirk Cousins airs it out. He's very underrated. And Adam Thielen has not been dependable. Um, he's getting up there in age. And you talked about Tom Brady having to be there from necessity. I mean, look at Justin Jefferson. That team moves the ball through the air, and they have to heavily target Justin Jefferson out of necessity most of the time. I mean – they they traded for Jalen Rager today for a reason. Um, their third wide receiver, um, you know, it, it's still kind of up for grabs, but Adam Thielen, I mean. That was the first thing I thought. Go ahead and finish that. Yeah, Adam Adam Thielen is, is declining. I mean, it's obvious. Um, but Tom Brady, 
you know, you, you mentioned Chris Godwin's name in there. I mean, we don't know that he's going to be healthy to start the year. Mike Evans is already starting to get hobbled. Um, and then their defense carries this team sometimes um, through through games. And if Tom Brady, out of you know necessity, I'm going to say the opposite. Tom Brady doesn't have to win games through the air anymore because, because that Bucks D is so mm-hmm. strong. But they love, in Minnesota, they love K.J. Osborne. So uh, he may he may emerge, but I, I think Justin Jefferson could very easily finish the year as the number one wide receiver. Okay, good. So now that we got that out of the way, honestly, listen, you threw a curveball at me. I didn't even know what we were talking about until I hit the you button. You threw a curveball at me. I, I didn't even have, like you said, zero preparation. I thought of that in five seconds. So I'm glad it was so... I'm glad it was so uh, mind-boggling for you. I think the main main thing to take away from that this or that is how competitive Tom Brady was last year. And from a fantasy perspective, he's going super late in drafts. So if he has the same production, you're talking about a top three quarterback that you can get in round seven, eight, nine. So, Or maybe later. Yeah. Yep. And I think that was the big thing I took out of that too is I'm sitting here now feeling like a fool. For not having, you know, we just had a draft where I waited till what, the 12th round, you know, 13th round. It was something crazy. It was to you. I mean, Jesus. Which it was, was fine, you know, and I'm not, I don't regret it, but I would have been just as happy to have taken a guy that I think could have been the best possible, you know, potentially, you know, with that kind of upside. I don't think Kirk Cousins is the guy that I picked. I don't think he's going to be the number. He can't be QB1. I don't think it's possible. I mean, I guess it's possible, but it's not plausible. Um, so the, the point of what I'm rambling about right now is maybe Brady's a guy I should have focused on because he was a value in the draft, and we I think we all expect him to outperform that ADP. I've got one for you. You ready to move forward? Yeah. Sure. So both of these teams didn't make the playoffs last year, and I Ooh. think both of them could make the playoffs this year. Which team's most likely to be a playoff team? The Minnesota Vikings or the Carolina Panthers? Ooh. Um, or you, you want to go? Yeah, I think it's got to be the. Uh, well, fuck. Christian McCaffrey's back. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. Um, <clears throat> I think I like the situation in Minnesota better. I mean, they're they're just a couple years removed from a from a playoff visit. They just acquired Jalen Rager who was drafted one pick before Justin Jefferson. Um, So they're given Kirk Cousins weapons. Hopefully Jalen Rager can uh, perform. Um, And we, like we just talked about, Kirk Cousins can be really productive. So just taking a look at the division, you've got Green Bay, Minnesota, and then you've got the Lions and the Bears who are both expected to definitely not be there in the playoffs. So, you know, if they can win 50% of those games and if I – if we take a peek at their schedule, they got Philly on there, New Orleans, Miami. That's a winnable game. Washington, New England's winnable. New York Jets, New York Giants, another Bears game. I think they can chalk up enough wins here to get to the playoffs. Um, I think it's just confidence, really. I think it's a better quarterback situation, better weapons. Arguably, you know, depending on how McCaffrey shows up. And there's stability there, too. Um Baker Mayfield just rolled into town, so I don't know. I I don't have a lot of confidence in the Panthers. I really don't know, you know, there's no big 
there's no big stars on that offense, right? Are they going to be able to produce besides Christian McCaffrey? Have they done anything else to really help the situation there? I feel like they're just, they're still kind of floating there in the middle. They DJ Moore's up there. Talent Sorry. Moore's. Yeah. DJ Moore. Yeah. 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 But they, they haven't gone, gone out and added anybody. I feel like uh, so. uh, they just traded for LaVisca Chenault. I don't, did that's they, true. I don't think, <laughs> that's true. I don't think LaVisca Chenault got drafted the other night. Did he? I don't no. think he did. No, actually, as a matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. After the trade, he still would not have gotten drafted. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, I have more confidence in the Vikings to win football games than the Panthers. I feel like the Panthers every week, if they're playing the Lions, the Jets, anybody, I feel like the Panthers could lose those games. Or I think the Vikings, I'm confident, are going to win those games against the bad teams. Yeah, I looked up um, strength of schedule while you were talking, Corey, and they're about the same. Um, just based on the rankings here, they're 14th and 16th uh, strength strength of schedule um, this upcoming year. So about the same. I, I'm with Corey, though. I believe in the Vikings uh, more so than the Panthers. I know at one point the Panthers were 3-0, and and Sam Darnold looked like an MVP candidate, and Christian McCaffrey was still healthy, and we were all thinking that the Panthers were going to be just this, you know, crazy team that is going places, but – um, they ended up showing their true colors and like, you know, basically nearly costing Matt rule his job. Um, but yeah, Baker doesn't excite me as much as, you know, maybe trading for even like a Jimmy Garoppolo, even like, I, I think I'd be more excited with Jimmy Garoppolo because Baker is just kind of a wild card. Um, but I, I mean, I could see them easily, you know, because they could beat up on a couple of these teams. Well, they could beat up on the Falcons. <laughs> they may, uh, they may tie with the Saints, one and one in that division. But the the Vikings, um, they they keep getting better on defense. They're not the defensive old Vikings, but we just talked about Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne. I mean, they've got weapons um, on the Vikings more than the Panthers have. And it's it's scary relying on Christian McCaffrey, who's been out basically the last two seasons almost, um, to to carry the load again. So I that that Panthers defense though very underrated. I I feel like they're very young and very talented, and they could they could show their true colors and do what you're talking about, Tony. They could sneak into the playoffs, and I you know, I haven't I made my decision yet, but yeah, and and Vegas Vegas tells us that. Minnesota eight and a half versus Carolina five and a half. So, you know, Vegas doesn't think that uh, Carolina is going to make the playoffs and they think that Minnesota is going to be knocking on the door there with their win total projection. So, so the thing about Carolina's defense that has me intrigued is last year, they were the number two defense in yards per game allowed. Yeah. Uh, they, like I said, yeah, well, I love it. They allowed a lot of points though. 21st in points allowed. So, so why do those, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make no, any could, sense. So it, it doesn't. It's it's coming to me. Offensive mistakes and turnovers. Sam Darnold's a turnover machine, puts them in bad positions. They don't move a lot of yards, but they score a lot of points. There it is. The, the, I think you're on to something, and that could be true. Um, Carolina f- finished 30th in red zone percentage and 26th in takeaways. So they, they yeah. weren't taking the ball away enough. And when opposing teams got into the red zone, they lost, um, you know, in between the twenties, I think everything is fine. 
if they can if they can tweak that and everything else stays the same, I think the Panthers have a better shot. However, I'm not a real big fan of change. We've talked about this for years. There's a lot of change in Carolina. And some of that change is what has remained the same. Quite frankly, Christian McCaffrey is a change. And introducing him at this point, he's not like a it's not like we're used to playing with Christian McCaffrey anymore, right? So things are different now than they were before, even if he is healthy. Now, if he's healthy, I'm not going to be, I'm not naive, I'm not an idiot. If, uh, if McCaffrey's on the field, that's better than any other running back, whether it was, you know, I don't know who was, who was it? Chuba, wasn't it Chuba? Who was, it, who was on the field primarily last year when McCaffrey was hurt? Yeah, yeah Chuba. Yeah. Uh, a half-healthy McCaffrey is better than a full-healthy Chuba. So I'm not trying to say that that consistency there matters that much, but I think it does matter a little. And uh, to me, I see the Vikings as a more consistent team. Their defense is like you said, it's, it's not getting worse. It's getting better. Uh, they don't have a lot of holes in the defense. It's been health. That's been the issue is, is can players stay healthy? If that defense stays healthy and Christian Kirk does what we expect him to do, here's, here's what I expect. If you were at, the question is who's more likely to get to the playoffs? I think it's the Vikings. Who's more likely to win a primetime playoff game? Not Kirk Cousins. Huh? Is that fair or not? How many primetime games does Kirk Cousins have this year? We need to look this up. Uh, we'll look it up. This poor guy needs to redeem himself. Because um, I think he's like he's like two and a hundred and forty nine. It's got to be something like that. <laughs> it's got to be. Hey, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk. And Tony, I think you just called him Christian Kirk again. You've God, been doing that a lot. Damn it, that's twice. One, <laughs> one, two. I've got two. Three. Then he's got a couple I four o'clock th- games. Oh, wait. That's uh, 9 30 a.m. 9 30 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yep. There's two L's. Is that London or is that a different country? No. Uh, no, no, I, yeah, I that's got to be London. Yeah. Totten, okay. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're getting games in Germany, I think, next year, right? Uh-huh. Yep. 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 London. And London. And Mexico again. Yeah. Mexico. Mexico. What, hey, what, what was that big issue with the Mexico game a couple years ago? Something big happened. Was the was it the field? Was I think really it was the shape? field. Yeah. Did they play or did they cancel the game? Uh, I think they, they played. Played. I can't remember what came of it. Did they? I re- want to say it was Raiders. Raiders Chiefs, maybe. Something like that. I feel I like it, they returfed. Like they put a whole new surface on it before the game that, or something. That sounds. That sounds right. It sounds was a Chargers familiar. Chiefs game, and it had a turf problem. Uh, they were forced to move a game in Mexico City to LA due to poor turf conditions. They didn't play it. Okay. Yep. They moved. Maybe, they moved it. Okay. Maybe the one I was thinking of was a different one too, because I remember John Gruden complaining about it. So it was a Raiders game that I was thinking of. So different game. Yep. I'm seeing videos. Yeah, of divots in the field. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it's 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 bad. It was it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, that was that was rough. Okay. Anyway, Corey, you're up. What's your this or that? All right, let me ask you guys a question real quick. I already know one half of it. Other half, who do you like better right now, the the 49ers or the Eagles? Wow. 
the Eagles. And not by a little. Wow. Even with a playmaker, like if Trey Lance shows up and... Yeah, why do you out? hate Trey Lance, Tony? Well, I hate Trey Lance because, honestly, Trey Lance has more competition. And, quite frankly, I think the Eagles are far and away the best team in the division. And, quite frankly, I think the division kind of sucks. So, uh, it's unfair to the 49ers. But, of those two teams, if we're talking about playoff opportunity, I think the Eagles have a much more they're much more likely to be a playoff team than the Niners. And that's not to say that uh, Lance is bad, although I'm not convinced he's good, and neither is Shanahan, right? Shanahan didn't have great things to say about him. That's not a normal thing. What? When was this? It was very recently. That they weren't, nobody was being real optimistic and real excited and, and in love with the decision they made. They didn't back that's off their decision. That's all dis- they've said. No, they didn't back off their decision. They weren't saying that... Um, you know, maybe we should keep Garoppolo. They weren't saying maybe we should sign, re-sign Garoppolo to a starter. No, they're committed to what they've done. And I think that's good. I think that's the way that they should do it. But I also think that they maybe know that, that maybe Lance, <laughs> maybe they could have gotten, you know, Justin Herbert so, instead. So, so here's the problem. We don't know what Trey Lance is because they've kept him on the bench and they haven't really played him for the most part. Um you got to remember the 49ers are going to be a good team no matter what. Whether Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo comes out and plays pretty average, they're going to be a good football team. If Trey Lance comes out and balls out at a 7.5 out of 10, they're a really good football team. Like if he makes any kind of plays that puts them in winning position, they're a real good football team. How much better are they than the Cardinals and the Rams? Let's take the Seahawks out of it. They're in rebuild mode. But the Cardinals and the Rams. Better. I think they're better than the Cardinals for just from top to bottom. Better than the Cardinals. Okay. And then the Rams. You know, the Rams should be better, but you know they could be on a Super Bowl little slumber here. Okay. The Rams know. won the Super Bowl last year and lost to the Niners twice in the regular season. Wow. So there you go. That could happen either way. But I, man, that is. I've been thinking this whole time. I it, really don't know. It's a tough one. It really is. And. It's easy for me to say, and it's lazy for me to say, that the division, um, the division is the reason why I like the Eagles better. But it really is. I mean, okay, well, you're right though. The division is not even close to me. So, all right, let's play that game. So here, here's my this or that. We're gonna take the Eagles. More likely to be in contention for the Super Bowl at the end of the season. So NFC Championship, AFC Championship game, Raiders or the Eagles. And the reason I bring up the Raiders. It's because the other night at work, there's a person at work that's a big Raiders fan, and he was just like, yep, Raiders are winning the division. Like, just the way, just, you know, some people are homers. I don't think this per, of this person as a homer, but they were just like, yeah, they. I mean, with Devontae Adams, you got Derek Carr, the new coach. Like, just yeah. listen, listen to things off. And then today on ESPN, there's a guy, and they're like, who's winning this division? They're like, the Raiders. Are you and serious? It, Yes, it's people are talking about it, dude. Um, and like I know Vegas has them at the bottom of the division, but I, I'm starting to think that there's a chance they could actually be a real competitive team. They just brought in Chandler Jones uh, to be on the other end of Max Crosby. The defense should be solid. He, Carr's got weapons. He's been a, a solid quarterback for fucking 10 years now. Maybe this is the magic formula right here. So Eagles, Raiders, more likely to be in their conference championship game, Super Bowl. This is hmm. easy for me. Go ahead. 
so incredibly easy. It's the Eagles. Yeah, I would lean the Eagles. If you if you win your division, you're already in the, you know, you, you have to have a good enough record to not play in the wild card round, but you're already like one or it could be one win away from the conference championship, you know, in the divisional weekend. But yeah, the Eagles, um, here's their defensive additions this offseason. Okay, they just traded for um, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Okay, the, from, the chain snatcher. From Yeah, the chain snatcher from the Saints. <laughs> uh, James Bradbury. Okay, I think they're moving Gardner-Johnson possibly to safety is what I read. But So they have a new starting safety, uh, an additional starting corner. Uh, they got Hassan Reddick, the linebacker the, from the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he was really good talent. Um, they drafted Jordan Davis, defensive tackle, very good in the first round this year. N'Kobe Dean, they stole linebacker round three. Um, they have Brandon Graham returning from injury. But that is in addition to adding A.J. Brown in the draft, too. Jalen Hurts should ascend this year. Um, they had Devonta Smith already. Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell you know, leading the way in the backfield. Solid defense, and they're going to win their division. The Raiders, on the other hand, because I, I, I believe they're going to win their division because, honestly, the Commanders were the only other team that I was thinking could give them uh, trouble because I'm not a Dallas guy. The offensive line is already in shambles. Tyron Smith is out. That team is going to be atrocious again. <clears throat> and then uh, the Giants are just a dumpster fire. But, yeah, um, we have the Commanders. They're starting running back, you know, got shot um, a couple days ago. And... Uh, Chase Young is already starting the season on the pup, so things are not looking, you know, in their direction there. But the Raiders, they go through the gauntlet just to win or compete in their division. I mean, I believe in the Raiders as a competitor, like a contender this year, but they're going to have to win three times to be there in the playoffs, which is what they have not done yeah. over so many years. And we're, stuck, we're still talking about the same Derek Carr who has not really put it together in the playoffs. Has he won a playoff game? Um, I don't I, even know. Like off the top of know. my head, I really I don't know. I, I feel like that he's won a playoff game. I think I, he has too. I agree with your maybe, sentiment though. Maybe one. And for the reason that I said that the Eagles are more likely to win their division, I think it's more likely that the Eagles will advance in the conference because the NFC is just quite frankly – not as strong as the AFC. Yep. There is, there's one division, the NFC West, I think is a juggernaut. And yeah. I'll, I'll include the Niners in there. You know, their, their team, their player. And you're right. I always, I always look down on the Niners, and I think it's because they're kind of a boring old school football team. Like, they're not subscribing to the new way of football, which is they're fine. Built, because, they're built like a college football team. But they're, how they're built. But they're winning on the ground. It was like 50. Yeah, they might as well not even have last names on the back of their jerseys. Correct. No, it's 100% right. Um, <laughs> Seriously, like think about the backfield every year. It's a different guy every game. Outside of the NFC yep. West, though, you've got one or two players in the entire conference to go through. Like that's not very intimidating. When you look at the AFC, not only do the Raiders play in the, the most, I think the most difficult division in the conference, but they also have the North to compete against, which is the Browns, the Bengals, the Ravens. I think the Steelers are being slept on, by the way. I still think that the AFC North could be one of the most closely contested divisions in football. If K 
Kenny Pickett can take over sooner rather than later. Uh, I, think, I think they win football games no matter who's I playing. think they could I, win football games if you were the quarterback. I think Tomlin is that good, and I think the team oh, is built oh, for thank it. thank you. Yep. I, no, that's not, you're not, I don't think you'd be any good. I think your stat line would oh, suck. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that the, they're, they're so well coached. They're such a complete team that I, I do think people are sleeping on Pittsburgh and the AFC North. They could they're be one of the stacked in every they, position. In, in every position. Quarterback. <laughs> um, so I'm looking at I'm looking at what eight or nine teams in the AFC. I mean, and I'm sorry, yeah, in the AFC, um, the competition's just too. There's too many coin flips here, and half the time the coin's going to land, land on tails. I'm taking the Eagles. They're more likely to go to the NFC conference uh, title game. I, I could I could understand that. My my only bugaboo with all of it is I feel like the Raiders are a better football team than the Eagles. That's my that's my thing. And they could be top to bottom, you know. Here we go. I'm going to throw something at you guys real quick, and I just because I think it's hilarious. Uh, ESPN's NFL Power Rankings 2022. This article came out August 23rd, so like a week ago. Uh, one, you got Buffalo, Buccaneers. Rams at three, Chiefs at four, Bengals at five, Packers at six. I think all that's good and fine, whatever. You can mix and match, do whatever you want. Niners at seven. So Tony might find that interesting. Chargers at eight. Ravens at nine. And this is where it gets fucking squirrely, boys. Dallas Cowboys at ten. Oh, come on. Dallas Cowboys. Why, why is the media on the Cowboys' dick Every fucking year. Every year. Why? <laughs> you, t- you turn on fucking Skip and Shannon, it's either LeBron James or the fucking Dallas Cowboys. Well, it's dude. easy. It's easy to say why. <laughs> it's easy to say why. Because Jerry Jones has built a fantasy football team on offense, right? And on, he really hasn't anymore. And on defense. Yes, he has. Sure he has. I mean, they just spat out uh, Amari, Amari Cooper, and that's because CeeDee Lamb just posted up 1,000 yards. Was that his sophomore season? He's balling yeah. out. Like that takes it takes guys it a long time impressive. to get there. He really should have had a much better year. Well, and I think that he will. I, you think about all the targets that were forced to Amari Cooper that are now going to be given to CeeDee Lamb. I, I, I think that CeeDee Lamb's a guy that I should have been paying more attention to. I'm going to regret that. It's on me, whatever, blah, blah. The point Can I is, tell you the stat that no other receiver on the Dallas Cowboys has caught a touchdown in the NFL other than CeeDee Lamb? Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Not one. Wow. Well, that's fascinating. <laughs> I did not know that. The defense, what's amazing is, because statistically, it's like the Cowboys are a juggernaut statistically everywhere except for wins and losses. Like, I honestly don't know how they lost games. They, like, t- led the league in turnovers, led the league in in yards, you know, and not allowing yards, but somehow they lost, like, I don't know, seven or eight games. I think, that, I think it's because they can't win playoff games. That's the problem. I think if... Dak can figure out how to win playoff games, and it's not going to do it with Mike McCarthy. So I think there's the disconnect between us and the media as we realize that Mike McCarthy's an idiot and it's not going to work. Um, we knew that from the very beginning. We did know that from the beginning. I think that's yeah, the yeah. I think that's I think that's the big thing there is the playoff games and not winning them. That's the problem with the Cowboys. Yeah, and that stat was active roster. Michael Gallup is not on the active roster. Is that right? I was just clearing that up. That's a cheap for anyone stat. That, for anyone that's listening, that's like, what about Michael Gallup? Well, cheap as hell. He's, he's the only other one. <laughs> well. But yeah, Corey, you're Cowboys right. Cowboys at 10, 
Tennessee at 11, Broncos at 12, Raiders at 13, and we finally get to the Colts all the way down here at 14. It shocks me that the Broncos are that much lower than <laughs> like the Cowboys and the Bengals. And I mean, like, let, here let's on. keep let's keep going. Where should the Cowboys be? We got Broncos thirteen or uh, twelve, lower. Raiders thirteen, Colts fourteen, Eagles fifteen. We still still going lower. Yeah, Patriots at sixteen. Uh, that's my line. I don't think the Patriots are a better football team. What about Cleveland at 17 and Arizona at 18? I like Arizona a little bit more, but not yeah. by much at all. So we've got we've got the Cowboys at 16 or 17 in the power rankings, and they've got yeah. them at 10. Wouldn't be surprised. It's unbelievable, dude. I just think they're going to struggle, you know, especially with Tyron Smith. What actually happened with him? The Who? Tyron Smith, their best offensive lineman, the left tackle. Terry's Achilles or something. Um, let's see. I forget what it was, but there are noticeable. Like if you look up the history of like Dak and Zeke with and without Tyron Smith, it is like night and day. Really? That team is just a struggle without him. Uh, their first rounder, Tyler Smith will start at left tackle instead of Tyron Smith. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know, man. They're just, who's their cornerback. That's supposed to be really good. Uh, he, he had a bunch of interceptions last year. Oh, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I saw somebody breaking it down once. They're like, the only reason he has all these interceptions is because he's being targeted so much. He was actually, liability. Right. If he was actually a good corner, he wouldn't be getting all those targets. So it's, it's kind of luck that he's just getting all those picks, but well, I guess, we'll see. But from a coverage standpoint, from what I understand, he's absolute garbage. Yeah. <laughs> not good <laughs> and it was funny everyone was like defensive player of the year what <laughs> yeah <laughs> even nfl players were like yeah i'm ready to torch this guy <laughs> you've been listening to huddle up a football podcast subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at huddle up nfl and at commissioner mister on twitter to keep up on the latest from the nfl and stay in the huddle huddle up team on three one two three three